Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the Basser Hour. The Basser Hour is an in-depth look at things affecting today's veteran. The Basser Hour is sponsored by www.hadit.com. If you need help with the VA, log on to hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Jay Basser. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special edition of the Basser Hour. Today is January the 30th, 2019. January the 30th, 2019. This date will be remembered because it's probably the coldest cold snap this country's had in 50 years. Got my co-host with me today. His name's Mr. Gerald Cook. Gerald, are you, are you, are you with us today, buddy? Yeah, but I'm a shepherd. It's cold out. It's how cold it is. Oh, it's cold. It's cold. It's cold. Okay. Ice cubes won't won't go outside. Well, they run in the house. Yeah. That's pretty cold. That's cold. They're, they're I know it's ice cubes are hiding under the covers. Oh, they so cold here. They're plucking Canadian geese loose from the clouds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell. It's bad. <laughs> Uh, really humor. Uh, we call this Bicerary Special because there's a couple of things I want to discuss with the uh, listeners. And it doesn't affect everybody, but it does affect uh, large portions of the veteran community, especially the 100% disabled veterans that have spouses that either actively work for the government or are retired from the government and has government like health insurance, like Federal Blue Cross and Blue Shield and uh, mail handlers and those type of companies. The VA, uh, by executive order, uh, was made to use the old Champus. And it was the separation when it came into TRICARE. Champus was, was basically TRICARE back then, back in the 80s. And the executive order came in and separated the ones that gave track care to the retirees or the to the military. The 20-year retirees are the ones who are medically retired a certain number of time. And their families just called track care for life or track care prime back then. Um, for the VA side, they came up with CHAMP VA, which is basically uh, leftovers from the old Champus program that was back in the 70s and 80s and veterans uh, um you know, veterans use that insurance, you know, their spouses and stuff other in service. It's pretty good insurance back then, and uh, what they did, uh, they was administered by Champ VA out of the uh, big city of Denver, Colorado. Uh, never been there, but I, well, I actually have been there too at the airport, but it's a, uh, it's got a lot of, they got a lot of arms in the fire because they do this, the foreign medical program and everything. Champ VA basically was implemented by, by executive order. There were some changes made on it uh, back like in the 2000, 2001 area to where if you were a CHAMP VA beneficiary and you became eligible for Medicare, you lost CHAMP VA automatically. And that was across the board for everybody that had it. Because it said Medicare would kick in and take over. So they issued another change on the federal register, and they decided, well, let's let people keep it, but make a requirement that they have to have Medicare on top of it. So 
a lot of people did that, and a lot of people got, you know, they, they were actually inconvenienced with that situation because, you know, it's all the same system, you know. But if you work for the federal government and you've got insurance, like the Federal Blue Cross and Blue Shield, you're not going you're not, you're not to let it go because that's the best insurance in the world. And now, if you're a retiree and you become eligible for Champ VA or for Medicare, in order to keep your Champ VA as a secondary co-payer, Go ahead, Bill. In order to keep your Champ VA as a secondary co-payer, you have to take Medicare Part B. And that's where the hardship comes in because a lot of people, you know, first of all, you have to be married to 100% 100 disabled veteran in order to get Champ VA. So you know that there's peanuts involved right there because, you know, veterans don't draw a lot of money. And then if you're retired from, you know, from the federal service, you know, you don't draw a very big retirement anyway, especially disabled because the don't even get me started on the windfall provision act because we'll be here all night. Anyhow, if you don't take Medicare, you lose your Champ VA. And the biggest issue is Champ VA is all, all, already, as it goes now, a secondary payer to federal insurance. It's not primary. It's only primary if you don't have any insurance. But if you have another insurance, it's always secondary, especially federal insurance. So what difference does it make that you have to take uh, Part B when you're already paying premiums for your federal insurance? There's no difference at all, and it won't cost the government a dime. So if you're affected by this, get a hold of your congressman and explain exactly what I said. Send him a link to the show and listen to it. Uh, the way I explained it is that this can be changed real easy, and it needs to be changed real easy because some people, you know, you start taking one hundred and thirty-five dollars a month out of, out of their food money, and you know, and it's, uh, it's raw noodles for dinner every night. It's not good. Unless you're like a friend I know, but probably yeah. Unless you got a storeroom with a bunch of canned goods, you've been canning for twenty-five years. In the buggy I sheltered there. <laughs> uh, John, didn't you get a, a, a letter from them explaining their position? Yeah, we did. We talked about it, and they uh, sent us a letter explaining their position. Basically, they're receptive to the idea. However, since it's law, they got to change the law, and Champ VA can't change the law. They don't want to change the law, and they will change It's like the VA. Okay, you know, they've got their own rules and regulations, and, you know, they put them up as a shield and hide behind them. That's when you file a claim, you got to jump through hoops and cartwheels and back bends, even though you're able to do it and to get your claim processed. That's just the way it is, and that's the way it always will be, regardless of who changes what and who does who, who does what to be at. It's always going to be that way. You know, because you can only reinvent the wheel so many times. Well, the BA, the in other is, words, yeah. is saying you cannot have uh, three separate policies, although one of them will be the primary and one no, you can't. Uh, will be your you, your. No, you can have three. You can have three. Okay. You can have your primary insurance, which will be federal, federal health insurance, the federal employee program, regardless of which company you use, it's the same. Yes. And you'll have Medicare Part B that you pay $135 a month for, 
And then you'll yeah. have Chant VA. So, you know, that's pretty good coverage. You shouldn't have to pay a dime for nothing. But if you had your federal insurance and Champ VA, you're still not going to pay a dime for nothing. You're cutting Medicare out. You know, and you're saving that $135 a month to do something else more productive and give it back to the government. It's They're forcing you to take Part B when you don't need it. That's the issue. Uh, well, wouldn't it be beneficial for the government to to say if, you, if you're happy with what you have, I mean, you should have an option. There should mm-hmm. be a, a, a set in stone that you you uh, cannot have Champ VA and an additional insurance. Mm-hmm. Because Champ VA won't be required to pay anyway. So it, well, yeah. it, it'd be beneficial for Champ VA to say, look, we're okay with this. And if you ever mm-hmm. lose your other insurance, uh, uh, for instance, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, uh, you quit paying the uh-huh. premiums or whatever happened, then you can yeah. revert back to your champagne. You can, but in that situation like that, you know, you're paying. I mean, sure, sure, be a good person to do that, but you know, most people, uh, you know, disabled veterans, you know, I mean, you get this, you, you, some of you guys are getting disabled pretty young. They've got, you know, families and kids. Yes, and they you've do. Got kids that are with, you know, kids that are in school going to college, you know, you, you got to keep them on your insurance. So they at least turn twenty. Champagne is twenty three years old. Okay, that's a joke in itself because Federal Blue Cross and Blue Shield is 26 years old. Yes, and and several other insurances are 26 also. So, uh, not only uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield, but there are several others. Uh, I know my daughter, she has insurance, and that goes up to 26 for a child, uh, especially if they're in school. So, Right. Uh, You're right. But see, Chip, we talked to William Johnson about this about three years ago, you know, because he said that uh, he explained the age limit to us and, you know, things like that. I figured they would change it by now, but, you know, and we're talking what ago, you know, the government wants you to prefer something or you think something's good. Don't ever believe that. They do not care. Okay? They don't even know your name. You're just a number to them. Well, yes, you are. But common sense would tell you uh, that uh, it makes sense that, uh, you know, uh, you're entitled to it. What in the world is mm-hmm. the problem? I don't know. Gerald, uh, we have a caller. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dr. Bash, is that you? No, not Dr. Bash. This is a Kentucky number. Oh, this is a Kentucky number. Eight five nine area code number. Go ahead. Hello. Yes. Go ahead. Hello. Who was speaking? Uh, I'm with? one of those uh, people who are uh, who's a spouse with a disabled veteran, and um, I'm currently paying around three fifty or more for my family insurance through Federal Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Uh, I've become mm-hmm. disabled, and shortly this summer I will be. Um, ready to get Medicare Part A, and Champ VA is telling me that I will have to have Medicare Part B in order to keep my Champ VA. Mm-hmm. 
Now, let me say, I'm very thankful to have my Champ VA. I'm very grateful for that benefit that I get. However, you know, I don't think that it's right for them to dictate which insurance I need to have in order to keep Champ VA as my secondary. So what they want me to do is go ahead and pay. So so what they want me to do uh, is to keep my Blue Cross and Blue Shield, which will become my secondary insurance, because Medicare Part B uh, will be my primary. So that means Champ VA will really not have to pay anything, nothing. So instead of paying just three fifty or more a month, I'm going to be at an additional hundred thirty five a month. Now I, I know, hey, I could drop my Blue Cross and Blue Shield, and I can make out like a bandit and save all kinds of money. However, I have a child who is under the age of twenty six who I need to keep coverage for him. <clears throat> I also have my husband who I supply with the secondary insurance. So it benefits us, you know, quite a bit to have my federal Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Well, do you yeah, have to take uh, uh, a champ BA right now? Can you take it later if you choose to do so? Or is well, I have it as a secondary it's my secondary insurance now. It doesn't cost me anything. So I'm basically out through 50. Um, I, I assume if I drop it later on, then I would be able to pick it up as my secondary if I had Medicare Part B. But I really don't see the benefit in that. Champ VA is actually um, getting by with a pretty good deal right now because they've never had to be my primary insurance. They've only been a secondary to me and my son. And would remain that way as long as I was able to keep my Blue Cross and Blue Shield. Now, if I have to drop that, they're going to become primary for my son until he's 23. So basically, I'm sure you're not the only one, too. I'm sure there's a bunch of other people in the same boat you're in. And, uh, yeah, so I've talked to my congressman, and my congressman is going to try and look into this to see if it needs, if there's a rule or a law that needs to be addressed or can be changed to see what they can do. If there's others out there that could please talk to their congressman, that would be a, a great benefit, I think, if we had a lot more people who was trying to get this changed uh, instead of just one person. So I feel like the more we can get going, the better we would have at changing these rules. Yeah, this could almost turn into a class. Well, I think it could turn into a class action suit. Uh, if the congressmen all get together and and uh, petition the VA uh, there in Washington, uh, possibly they could get a, a simple change. I mean, this to me. It, it seemed like a no-brainer. I mean, if you have Blue Cross Blue Shield, naturally you want to keep it. That yeah, I mean, sense. they're going to be a secondary to either one, so it's not like we're asking them to be a primary. That's right. Uh, Champ BA ought to bet their nose out and and let things be. If, if it ever come down to the fact that you require, uh, would have to, 
uh, revert back to Champ BA, then it should be there available to you. It should it be should available be, to you. you would think. Yeah. <clears throat> not, that's, I mean, that's, basically, I'm sure it's kind of an oversight because I don't think they realize that this would actually cause a problem for you know federal retirees. But in light of recent events within the government, you know that especially within the last eight years or so, you know federal employees they were treated like they were treated like redhead stepchildren because I mean under under the Obama administration, I think the only raise they got, if, and you, you you can correct me if I'm wrong, they only got but the only raise you got was one half of one percent, and that was one year. Is that right? Oh yeah, that's that's right. In about ten years' time. Mm-hmm. So they treat them like stepchildren, and then uh, they freeze their pay. Yes, it's sad. And once you become retired, disabled, retired, or retired, um, under the CSRS, you get the same kind of raise as the working class people do. If you're under FERS, like I am, you get a much less of a raise than CSRS, which doesn't seem fair. And then on top of that, um, if you do get Social Security, they want to take, uh, your OPM wants to take, um, you know, and reduce your benefits even more to offset your Social Security that you just got. So it's like a no-win situation for anyone who's disabled and under FERS. What a deal. It seemed like you never me. give up. That reminds me of a term we use in the Navy, Gerald, Bohica. Yeah. You know what that means? <laughs> Bend over. Here it comes again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's not you know it, it's not a logical uh, situation. I mean, this is a a mess that they've generated themselves, and uh, the solution should be quite simple. You would think they could do an addendum or make an exception that says, you know, that you either have Medicare Part B or some other insurance as a primary to Champ VA and then let it be. But it's going to take someone out there to change those laws and add that in there and make the change. So we just need people to be asking Congress, hey, help me out here. Well, Mr. Wilkie there uh, over the VA, he could uh, actually just do a revision on it and have the matter taken care of and stroke the man. Got to be done. Uh, um, it's got to be done. The federal register has got to be a change. Sure. It's got to be done with the federal register. You know, it's got to be changed. I mean, and one of Trump's things was that we would not have to have a certain insurance. That it wouldn't be mandatory that you'd be able to pick your insurance. So that kind of seems like that would fall under this as well. You don't have to have Medicare Part B as long as you have another primary insurance. Yes, so, and I thought hmm. that was the case. I, I don't know. Okay. Of course, when so you're dealing federal, with Champ BA, it, it must be. Right. As a federal retiree, are you, you're not required to take Medicare. Is that right? Um, I'm re- when I no, you don't have to have Medicare uh, until you turn of age, or you become disabled, no. and then you get Medicare Part A. You don't right. have to but take Medicare report- Part B. 
But okay, you do if you want to keep your champ V8. Oh, I see now. Okay. Um, listeners, if you're affected by this, or you know anybody in your family that is affected by it, um, contact your representatives, contact your congressmen, your senators, and explain to them the situation. But you got to explain it really well to them because insurance is insurance, and a lot of folks don't have an understanding of the situation. So explain to them how we explain it on the show. And let's get something done about this. Uh, if you have to, write your congressmen, senators. Uh, don't call the hotline because the hotline is manned by the VA, and it's like trying to French kiss a rattlesnake. And we don't want to do that. Uh, so what we need to do is contact. I, I would even take a crack at contacting the White House and try to get it done that way. Um, but it's got to change because I mean, hardships is one thing, but in today's times, you know, it's uh, $135 a month, you know, that's, that's a week's groceries for a family of three. You know, and you take that away and you're going from beanie weenie to ramen noodles, that's not good either. So, uh, what about the chairman of the BA uh, committee there in Washington? Uh, has anyone contacted him? Uh, they're just now setting back up, Gerald. And, uh, oh, didn't you say just now, uh, out of Kentucky you got a, a representative out of Kentucky is going to take that position? Yeah, I'll talk to him. Yeah, we talked to him. He's, a, he's not the chairman, but he's on the committee, and that's one of his items he's going to bring up. Uh, I think he's also thinking, he's also an attorney, so he's thinking that the law needs to be changed. And I know a pretty good way to get it changed. Since the VA, or since the VA was put in by executive order, then it can be it can be changed by executive order. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He, so he, that way he could he, go to the president and right and correct it, and I'm sure uh, uh, President Trump would do it. Uh, it it's only logical. He could do it on time and under budget too. Yeah, he could. Yeah. So, yeah, so he can build it. You know, but it's, but it's going to take voices to get this done. You know, we one person's not going to do it. No, it takes a, a group, uh, uh, you know, to call in and let their voices be heard. Um, right. If you don't, you're going to be stuck with it. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, the yeah, a long time the, ago. Uh, that probably was a law because uh, a lot of people probably use Champ VA as their primary insurance, and so when they became old enough to retire, they probably put that in there so that they no longer had to be the primary, that Medicare Part B would take over, and then they could, you know, go back to secondary insurance, so it would save them a lot of money. That's understandable, but in this day and time, a lot of people are working and have their own insurance, and it needs probably to be updated and changed and, you know, make it the way it should be for this time and age. Well, the the, the way it reads in the history of Champ VA, back before uh, the early 2000s, actually, if you had Champ VA and you became military eligible, you automatically lost your Champ VA and there was no way to get it back. Then they issued another executive order and fixed it. But they didn't fix it well enough because this is that's where this joke came into play. And it's a 
It's a bad joke on a disabled veteran. That's all I got to say. It sounds like a bad joke on their spouses. It's a bad joke it on their spouses. It sure is. Veterans and children. Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah, children. children also. Yeah. Well, the children are different because they're 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 going to get it as long as they're in school. It doesn't matter if the spouse gets it or not. The child still gets it. Only to age twenty three, not twenty six. So and that's got to change. It depends too. on it what they're we, taking. Yeah, that's got to change too. We discussed this with Glenn Johnson a year ago. He actually put a call out back then. He thought they were going to try to do that. You know, level the playing field with champion other insurance. But I guess yes, it's never been leveled. Yeah. So. We need to level the playing field, and uh, we got the guy in the White House who can do it. So we need to get her done. But uh, well, thank you guys. Okay, thank you for calling. Feel free to call back anytime. Yeah, feel free to call back. We're just seven hundred miles away in seven digits. <laughs> <laughs> But Joe, there's another issue, too, that I want to discuss. This this concerns everybody that has CHAMP VA. Okay. Now, if you have another insurance that pays your prescriptions, like uh, federal insurance, any insurance that CHAMP VA is secondary to, well, CHAMP VA pays it. You know, they're supposed to pay the difference in your co-pays on your prescriptions when you get your prescriptions. So... You know, if you go to the doctor and you show them your insurance cards and you give them your CHAMP VA card at the end, you know, they send a bill to the, your primary insurance company and then they bill it to the secondary insurance company. And usually in two or three days, they get paid pretty quick. You know, matter of fact, jackrabbit style, they get paid really well. But if you're a beneficiary, you've got to go to certain pharmacies and, like, for example, if you have an insurance and you use Walgreens for your prescription, Walgreens is not bill a secondary insurance company. So the veteran and, or the, the CHAMP VA beneficiary, they have to go to the pharmacy and get a list of what they medication-wise, and every once in a while send a list to CHAMP VA. Well, you send that off in January, and you sit there and you wait and wait and wait and wait. Sometime by the end of March or April, you might get a check. And sometimes it takes six, eight, ten months to get a check because you've got this mail system. And they, uh, I've had issues with this before, too, personally, and they blame the mail room. Mm. Yep, and uh, I know my wife sent some of them to them once, and they shredded it and got rid of it all. Oh, my. And, yeah, that's when I, you know, so I called and talked to some folks at Champ VA, and, uh, of course, they fixed the issue, but there ought to be an electronic way that the veteran, they can scan this stuff in and have an email address to send this stuff to and have them process it. You shouldn't have to wait four, five, six, seven, and eight months on the money you've already paid out to receive your toll page back through medication. That's another joke, so... When you get your 100% and you get Louise on that, it's going to be the same way. She's going to have that secondary co-pay to Medicare scenes. You go to Walgreens and get your medicine. I think Walmart does the same. I don't think they they bill a second for medicine. So they're going to be in the same boat, and you're going to be on the phone with them all the time, talking back and forth about this claim and that claim. and It's a headache because now you can't get through to them. 
Because I think Peggy transferred from the regional office to CMBA. Oh, my. <laughs> they don't have a direct You're... number anymore. Oh, yeah, got a direct number, but getting through, good luck. And they don't even have a callback feature like the VA does now. You know, I tried to call my primary care team down in Bonita, based and uh, to a roundabout way. Anyway, I mm-hmm. they took all their phone incoming calls out. They're not allowed to accept any incoming calls. Have to go through the yeah. hospital. Now, isn't really? that something? That's a joke. That's terrible. But you can't call your you can't call your regional office anymore either. You know. Well, uh, you and now I don't you know call, who you call. I, I quit calling you them. Call you got to call telephone care because now they got it set up. If you call and ask for a certain department, if you don't know the extension, listen, you can't yeah. talk to them. You got to call telephone care. Yeah. So that's another issue. Yeah, they're this. I say they're they're putting distance between themselves and the veterans. Yeah, they, they sure take are. out the way of the contact. Yeah. If they take out, well, they yeah, well, it's uh, it don't matter. They like distance because, say, for example, you got a claim file, and you're fixing the, you know, you're fixing the score when the claim. Well, they always move the goalpost back, so, you know, you you got a hundred yard playing field, and you got goalposts in each, you know, each end like a football stadium, and you get on the twenty, and you want to kick that field goal, they keep moving it back, and next thing you know, the goal the, the Goes out in the parking lot. Well, they just got a long, getting a longer rope to hang you with. Yeah, that's true. And they don't care. I mean, if they care. It don't make sense. How do they expect? Yeah. You know, you can get a claim settled, uh, you know, they waste their time with a ton of paper. They must own a paper company, you know, they not. I think they do. I know they, no, but I think they own a logging company when they make the paper. <laughs> so, but I think I think they're waiting on the trees to go first. <laughs> they do. I'm waiting long yeah. enough. They can build build a house. <laughs> right. But I don't mean to badmouth them, but I mean it's true. I mean that's the way it is, and it needs to be. It needs to be fixed. And this, this is an easy fix. It's not hard. I mean, all I have to do is change a few words around and take care of some business. I mean, if you have federal insurance and Champ VA is already a secondary payer, they should remain a secondary payer. You should not be forced to take Medicare Part B if you do not need it. That's true. If you, you know. don't need it, you shouldn't be forced to take it. Yeah. And if you're if you're Paying the premium on Blue Cross Blue Shield or Abbott, you right. know, any right. other way, uh, you shouldn't be required to take Part B. Right, and it's a whole lot higher than Medicare. It's a whole lot higher than Medicare. Yeah. But. And the BA's coming out way ahead on that deal, so why would they mm-hmm. require you to go through Champa VA? Mm hmm. There's a difference between diving a Cadillac Escalade and a Ford Bronco. You know what I mean? That's a fact. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, Champ BA should recognize that and mm-hmm. and uh, uh, recognize that in some cases uh, requiring uh, Part B is, you know, that's uh, 
that's being wasteful. I mean, that, that hurts a veteran because veterans won't go pay that bill. I'm going to tell you something else about Medicare. I mean, every time I go to the doctor, Medicare is my primary. Before I check in, I go up to the window, and they, they could be a thousand people in the room. But the people at the, at the, in, in the room at the desk, they always ask you the same questions over and over again. Yeah. Are you working? Are you done this? Are you done that? You know, that's embarrassing. So they need, they've got to change that too, or people are still going to stop going to the doctor. <clears throat> I think that's what they want to try to do is get you not to go to the doctor. Well, now they don't want you going to the doctor. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I get some of your ailments taken care of. <laughs> that's probably some creative thinking. We the one that Obamacare stuff came out started because they didn't do that to them. They're they're a bunch of shysters too. They're a bunch yeah. of shysters too. Yeah. I don't you know don't mean to sound forward or mean, but that's exactly what they are. You know, I've seen them. They even went as far a couple of years ago. Even, even maybe they went into my record, and they went into the, uh, to my federal insurance's record, and they made me disappear. Huh. I didn't. I went to get a prescription filled at the Walgreens, at heart medication, and they said you don't have any insurance. I said, say what? I had completely disappeared from the insurance. Oh, so they just want me to pay several hundred dollars up front, you know, out of the pocket. And I said, no, I'd do without it. So we come home and get on the phone, and sure enough, I disappeared. We called the insurance company. Said, he doesn't exist. And she says, what do you mean he don't exist? They said, somebody's removed you from the system completely. So you talking about jumping through hoops. I had to jump through hoops. I had to go across the backyard and do 25 cartwheels. <coughs> I had to climb up on top of the roof and scream. I'm serious. It took them several days to get me back on it. Yeah. It took them several days to get me back on it. But how much power does Medicare have when they can reach in and do that? Can they, well, they, they can go, reach in your pocket and take your money, too. Well, they do. And uh, not a good deal. There's mm-hmm. something, something wrong That's with the system. That's because somebody went in there and hit that delete button. Mm-hmm. And that's always concerned me about the VA going to digital instead yeah. of staying with, with hard paper uh, because well, it's cheaper. even with hard paper it's bad enough. But digital, oh, man, uh, some idiot come in there mad at the world, he delete. Ten a million veterans out of in a hurry. In a hurry. Well, well, they probably who did it too. Yeah. Well, they probably would. What would they do? Move them from from Oklahoma City to Tulsa? You know, I think they'd move them. They'd give them promotion. That's how they do it. Give them promotion. That's how they do it. Yeah, yep, that's true. Well, let's hope that never happens. Although I already suspect it has happened, but Mhm. Well Weird things fact. happen. Weird things do happen. But 
you know, I don't mean to to be able to say VA. I mean, Camp B's been good, but you know, it's uh, it seems to be that uh, they've changed the system a lot. They're doing other things now. They're not as good as they were. But they are lacking in some areas, especially in timely timely remittal of funds. You know, for your medications, they need to implement a way to electronically do that. Um, the VA spends a whole lot of money in this computer system. It wouldn't take them a little bit to do that. I mean, there's you know, there's not very many people, you know, that are 100% disabled veterans that have CHAMP VA. You know, it's probably, it depends on where your state is. I use the 4% rule, so, you know, there might be 40, there might be 4,000 in the state. Yeah. You know, and so it's, it's sad. So you got something to look forward to when you finally get situated and we fix that CHAMP VA up. But oh, I think it'll be in the long run it'll be okay. You know, well, our position, you know, our situation uh, that won't affect us because uh, be we don't have nuclear. that. We we don't have the um, uh, other insurance. Uh, I mean, if we did, mm-hmm. it would, but we don't. Yeah, but you still be secondary to Medicare, and it's the same situation with her. Yes. Which would be a good thing because she's got a gas insurance she's paying for. She won't need to. Now, I plan to keep my gas insurance. Uh, Well, it'll be for her. It shan't be able to be for my wife. Yeah. That's what it is. You know, you can keep that, but uh, it'll be better in the long run. Hopefully, they'll get it worked out and fixed, too. I think in... If you can find a pharmacy that does medication and stuff, and you got a copay through Medicare or whatever, of course, Champ Bay will be her primary Medicare, her primary copay for her medicine. Yeah. Because uh, does she have a does she have a, a D plan or does she uh, she just get no. straight Medicare Part B? No, we've been paying out of pocket. Okay, what's the D plan cost? Like the prescription drug plan for her, what would that cost? No, we don't. You don't have one, so she's been paying out of pocket for a meds. Yeah, well, she but we'll get that reimbursed uh, when mm-hmm. you know whenever I get. Uh, it goes back to your hundred percent effective date. You know it. Yeah, that's uh, that's what. What they told us. Yep, yep. It goes back to your effective date, and she's got so many months to get it filed in. She needs to make sure she's got everything ready to go. Well, we've been uh, getting them all at one for pharmacy, and uh, mm-hmm. we can go back on that. Mm-hmm. I'd go back and get the past years now. That way you can go and send them back to her. That's a lot of, probably a lot of money to send back to her. You know, uh, and, yeah, we paid pay that a lot of yeah. money. <laughs> I know you had, and you get it all back, too. You know, that's a trip to Bud's. <laughs> that's a trip to Bud's, you're right. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's that nutshell. Uh, any issue you want to bring up since we've got about 20 minutes left? Well, we could bring up this... Uh, I'm still really concerned over this this new thing they got uh, on this uh, 
new VA policy uh, on legal rights of veterans. Uh, it oh, you're talking about the you're talking about the the act that changed the uh, the nursing home stuff and Need to be prosecuted. 
uh, veterans need to take notice of this, like I said. Speak to a trust attorney or a, a veteran's attorney, which you know, right. one right. Uh, familiar with VA that law. But that needs to be challenged in court. Even if right you're now. not a veteran, uh, I would. Oh, yeah, if you're on pension, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a veteran or not. Please take the time and discuss this with the attorney. Um, mm -hmm. It's my understanding the only safe way around it is to put it in an irrevocable trust. Yeah. And and uh, they can, you know, they can advise you what you need to do and not do. But check it out, folks. Please check it out. Don't get caught cold-handed. Uh, what you think might after your passing of what you think mm -hmm. might happen may not happen. Uh, it could... No. All of the work you've done, uh, you know, putting back for your family and what have you, your spouse... Yeah. Uh, could... Could be for not if you no, don't protect it. This is for your well, that protection. Can be, that can be fixed with an executive order too, couldn't it? I don't know. It looked like they've, they've dug pretty deep into this, John. Uh, executive order could probably take care of it, but if you remember, yep. one executive order can wipe out another. Uh, right. It seems. So I right. would do Unless it. You, I would do it. I was told. You know, you know. Right now, you, your politicians ain't going to do it. Right now, nothing's going to get done for the next two years. Nothing. Well, this sounds like it's already. I doubt uh, one single bill will be passed in two years. In August of 2017, the act was passed yeah. by Congress. And yep. signed by President Trump. Mm -hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, please talk to a trust attorney or or a, a veteran uh, uh, attorney that's familiar with veteran law. Uh, yep. I would I would speak to a trust attorney. It sounds as if uh, different states have different requirements or something. But go mm -hmm. to a trust attorney in your state and take and make the the move to protect yourself and your family. Protect your assets. This is um, whether you're a veteran or not. I would check into it. These laws they sneak up on you. <laughs> you need to check into it. You know, I mean, this is, uh, if you read the fine print and things like that, I can see that. You know, if you look at it and how it affects you, uh, that needs to be changed, too, because it's not fair. Yeah. You know, and now I can see it doing people on Medicaid and things like that because yeah. basically they're wards of the government. You know, well, but you work at you it and you pay. If you pay taxes in your lifetime, they shouldn't touch you. They shouldn't, but they're putting uh, the work, I mean, the, the mechanics in motion to do it. Uh, okay. And like I say, the only protection I know of, and I was talking to a trust attorney, 
that uh, an irrevocable trust was the only safe means of doing this. Right. And right. it has to have some age. Your trust becomes stronger with age. So mm-hmm. you want to uh, don't wait till you're you're you know they're digging your grave with a pick and shovel before you go do this. You need about three years, which I think is outrageous. But yeah, uh, make a look. Yeah, uh, that's just all. That's awful. I would recommend everyone to talk to their attorney. Yeah, you know, I'll try to post because this is serious. This is very serious. Yeah, it's worse than serious. Well, it's setting it up where you cannot leave anything to your your. Your children, uh, your spouse, your children—it's getting there. Mm-hmm. Protect yeah, yourselves getting there. and your protect yourselves and your assets and protect your family. Right. And like I say, each Seven. state may be a little different. I don't know, but uh, check it out. You'll be well, glad you did. It, out, I think. Because they slip these new laws in on us, and and here we are. We're, you know, we're sitting here thinking everything's hunky dory. Well, it's not. No. No, it's not. They're just they're always trying little tricks and things like that to you know, and they try to sneak things by the people that can know the real cause and effect of it. Well, for some reason, John, I noticed they. They'd like to use the military as guinea pigs uh, because what are we, 1% of the population uh, now? Yeah, you can look at that. And and if they can get away with it on the military, they say, oh, they didn't throw such a big fit. We'll just move mm-hmm. it on to the whole population and yeah. draw in the rest of them. And uh, that's what I see. That's what I can see coming down the road. I'm no visionary or prophet. <laughs> but don't You're look good. <laughs> I don't make a prophet either, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no prophet in this for us. <laughs> no prophet. But uh, yeah. check it out, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We have Mr. Dorley on tomorrow night in the Haddock Show. We're going to talk about the history. Yes. We're looking yeah. forward to that. Uh, John I think Dorley, he's, he's uh, really up to date on on all this stuff, and it'd pay everyone to tune in and listen to him. Yeah. Uh, he always yeah. has, has a good show. Well, that's going to change the name of that Hizograph program because that's not appropriate for the activity. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that. It's mm-hmm. uh, not what they make it out to be, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. You know, and uh, they used to pay the money directly to the uh, contractor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, James was talking about that a while back. He, James Cripps, he was a freaking guest on the show. I had a show. He, uh, 
I actually had to go to a TV station and explain to him his dismay with the his program because they wouldn't pay his contractor. Yeah. And they finally got it worked out, but I mean, then they said, well, let's just pay the vet- veteran directly. So instead of screwing the contractor, we'll start screwing the veteran because they're waiting, but they're waiting long times for it too. Yes, they are. You waited yeah, quite a while so, for yours, didn't you? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. They only got 30 days to give you an issue payment. Yeah. Yeah. So, they's only about 15 days late. Well, <laughs> that, that's not bad for the VA. <laughs> well, they should have it within so many days. I mean, it's it's not rocket science. All they got to do is send, you know, it's all electronic. Once it's approved, they ought to go ahead and process it. Push the send button. Yeah. That's all they got to do. Well, send button. I think they, I think they think you push that button to send, not send. <laughs> <laughs> you may be right. <laughs> I don't know. They funny. don't know how to read. <laughs> There's got to be a way to streamline this entire operation because there's some something there's a bottleneck somewhere and it needs to be smoothed. It uh, that goes along the entire VA, not just Champ VA and their in, in their mailroom. A lot of VA programs are like that. It's all bureaucracy. There's got to be a way to streamline and smooth it and make they it. They don't want it. John make it a well machine. Yeah, it's all yeah. by design, and they and know people. Uh, that uh, the more they can upset the apple cart, the less funds they have mm-hmm. to pay out. Mm-hmm. And if they got the funds to go there, send their troops overseas, and get them all shot up, blowed up, everything else, and yet when they get home. They don't, uh, they want to disown them. Who are you? Well, you weren't there. It's not in our records. You wouldn't be at none. You wouldn't hear. I'm, you wouldn't I'm, there. You wouldn't ever know. I've many say that. Yeah. You know, whatever, and I was never in Vietnam. And sit there, you know, I've seen a friend of mine, he got served with diabetes, he was in Thailand. And he worked on radio towers, and he well, he'd go across the border in Vietnam every other day and work on a tower because they'd shoot it up. Yeah. And they and uh, his D214 that served in Vietnam right on on the 214, they still denied his claim. And uh, he'd come to talk to me one day, and I got his information. I looked at it, and I said, "What do you mean he went to Vietnam?" I said, "Say I went to Vietnam." So I read their denial letter. I got his 214, looked at it, and I said, "Look here, man, there it is. You were in Vietnam. What there shows it." He made a copy of it and highlighted and sent it back to him. They sent him a letter two weeks later with his award letter saying he won his claim said they made an egregious error. Oh, uh, yeah. They don't make an error until you catch them. Yeah. But the worst thing about it, he's got diabetes and service next for Now, guess what he did? Guess what he did for the VA? What did he get? He was a diabetes research specialist. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Uh, bless his heart. So we got that straight debt for him. It didn't take long. Well, you know, but it, it shouldn't. Shouldn't add debt to the first place. Things like this happen every day. 
you know. I mean, you see horror stories all the time. Veteran calls the VA up and says, hey, this is so-and-so, last four, so-and-so. Uh, I got a letter the other day stating well, they, they pulled my, they took the funds out of the bank account and they told my wife I was dead. But I'm here to call and tell you I'm not dead. I've seen that happen more than once. Yeah. That's a scary one because I'll tell you what, from what I've heard, it, it's quite a deal to, to, get get, get, to, to get back a Mhm. Unreal. Well, you know what I would do? You know what I would do? I'd go what straight to a tort attorney right there. Right then, right there. I'd, get, I'd go straight to a tort attorney right there. Well, that might work. That is, I don't know. Something. That that's, you know, if you're sitting there talking to them, they said you're dead. Mm-hmm. They killed your character. Oh, that's defamation of Most dead yeah. people don't talk. <laughs> no. I'm serious. People all the time. I talk to people. Well, they got me listed as dead. They took all my money out of my bank account. Now I'm sitting here. They're gonna kick me out of the house. It happens. Now I have talked to and they some don't people care. I thought were dead. <laughs> they don't care. No, don't they care. don't care. No, they don't care. You call your congressman, and that time they get the whole of them, the time they get the red tape cut, it just helps you. And they say, well, here's a congress guy getting involved. we got 60 more days to delay it to answer him first. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like being stuck on a roundabout and can't get back on the road. Yeah. Yeah. I hate them roundabouts. You know what I call them boxing Trap them. You know, they're traps. If they were, if they were driving downtown, and their turn signal stuck, they'd go around the block and they run out of gas. No, I'm just kidding. But no. But that's it in a nutshell. Uh, we're getting close to being out of time, anyways, Gerald. I'm yeah, glad you came on now to get this out there. We had a good caller. I think that lady knew what she was talking about. She sure did. Hopefully. And she yeah. left today. Everybody, everybody. We appreciate her call. Yeah. Uh, so that's, yeah. that's a good thing. Let's everybody get involved here and, and see what you can do. You know, something's got to be done with this yeah. champ VA thing. That, yeah, that's does. not yeah. even logical. That's kind of a, you know, a no-brainer. Yeah. Well, All righty, well, Joe, thanks for coming on, buddy. Um, well, man, my pleasure. We'll uh, touch base. We'll touch base again tomorrow. Night. I don't think we got Dorley coming on, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next Basher Hour. And this okay. Is, uh, Jay Basher, we'll, this is Jay. We'll be signing off for now. That's me. You sure. have been listening to the Basher Hour. The Basher Hour is brought to you by Hadit.com. Stay tuned next week for another edition of the Basher Hour, and. The Hat.com Blog Talk Radio Show. Thanks for listening. Okay. Uh, come on, come on. You dirty love. There.